Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show, Euro 2020. This is episode number four. The Euros are here, and oh my Jesus, what a week it's been. <laughs> I think we have all felt various emotions over the last few days, and Wednesday went from adulation to me and Andy wanting to tear our hair out. But um, a big shout, big, huge shout out to Roger Giggs, by the way. 
what a guy, superb insight in that, but also dealt with the technical issues which we have, which we couldn't do anything about like a proper pro. Cannot fault him, and I'm looking forward to having him join us next week. But uh, we're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, you're home to many other great shows and, and series featuring top guests, experts, analysts, and more. So do give us a follow on social media. Uh, spread the word about these Euro shows. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click the bell for notifications. And, of course, you can get the audio versions at all the podcast platforms. Just search Ace Podcast Nation and uh, away we go. But uh, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports for all their support around the channel and the Andy Campbell football shows. Uh, Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. Visit their social media page and their website, links to which are in the description below. And, uh, of course, the sponsors for today's show, Bespoke Financial and Darren Ralston. Darren Ralston is giving away a free will worth £140 with any new policy which is taken, taken out. So please do check him out. Give him a call. Don't miss out on an incredible offer. They provide award-winning service top of their field and we are proud to partner with them and uh, we thank them for sponsoring the show but uh, let's get into it introducing first my co-host the goal collector former england under 21 striker ex-cardiff and middlesbrough hero davy jones's favorite mr andy campbell how are you my friend Good evening. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to still be on, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, listen, uh, apologies Please to everybody, on. by the way. Quick apology. Everyone. Yeah, that, it was so frustrating. I was so, I, I so wanted to be on to, uh, with Rodri and talk about Wales. I was so delighted for Wales. I was so um, so excited to, to speak about the game, to watch the whole game. And we wanted to talk about it and it was so frustrating because I was getting thrown out but brought back in but um, first and foremost congratulations to them to get four points I think it, well, I think it's enough to go through to the next phase but uh, one more game to enjoy uh, maybe mix the team up uh, but really excited for tonight um, excited for the show excited for the game nervous for both uh, but no really uh, listen it's been 1996 since uh, the last big game of these two and that's too long it's too long for two nations to be apart two nations of proper footballing nations as well so for me we need more of this. We need more of this excitement of home nations being in major tournaments. Indeed. And uh, joining us is uh, another member of our Euro 2020 team. I'm delighted to welcome former Wales international and Cardiff and Swansea forward, Mr David Giles. Welcome back to the show, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Simon. Good evening, Andy, as well. Glad to be here, lads. Jilo, yeah, delighted, delighted to have you back on. Um, I say when we had you on as a guest on the uh, on the Monday show, it was uh, it was a great insight to the way that you looked at football, the, your, your amazing career, um, obviously international um, prowess. Um, so it's nice to get your um, get your input for these international games because it's uh, it's been a great tournament so far, and I think it's only going to get better, especially if uh, the home nations can go as long as we can, possibly, or possibly can. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Andy. You know, it always adds a bit more extra when, uh, well, hopefully now Wales have done enough to get through. England, um, I, I think, will go through. Um, disappointing for Scotland if they don't. But, you know, they, we, we want all our home country to do well. But uh, I'm just hoping it's a great game tonight. I really do. Yeah. No, I yes, listen, indeed. I totally agree. Me and, me and, me and you, Sai, spoke, uh, obviously, on our... Um, our practice last night on the um, on the Instagram live, which uh, I thought really enjoyed. By the way, I thought it was great. Um, I think we're going to try yeah. it again. Um, not sure when, so we'll keep you updated. But uh, but listen, Jalo just said it there. It's so important that 
England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. I'm on about Republic of Ireland as well. Northern Ireland, yes. Northern Ireland have picked up. Republic of Ireland have let themselves down over the last couple of years, and they used to be yes. always in the in, in the final tournaments. And listen, if there was fans here, tonight's game would be even bigger. It would, be, it would be probably be the biggest game in in a in a number of years. But um, I'm just hoping, like Jilo said, it's a good game. I I know I which. He's frozen out again, is he? He's Andy? frozen, yeah, frustrating. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, Dave, just while we wait for Andy to come back in, mate, I would like to get your thoughts on Wales's performance versus Turkey um, before we move on to England, Scotland. What What did you think of Wales's uh, performance during the game? Well, I'll be honest with you, Sai. Um, after the first game against Switzerland, I was very uh, sceptic, thinking, you know, we, we're in trouble here because Turkey in the qualifiers, were one of the best teams with their record to go through. But I have to say, my God, our Welsh boys give such a performance. Andy will tell you, you're playing in basically Turkey's backyard. There's 30,000 Turkish fans there, a couple of hundred Welsh fans. What they'll be saying or what the manager of Wales will be saying is trying to keep them quiet for 20 minutes. We we shut up Turkey from the moment the, the, the game kicked off. And we should have been... I'd easily two could have been more up in the first half, but I thought we were absolutely magnificent, and I was very proud, very passionate uh, to, to watch that game. And so, yeah, to, as a Welshman, you know, it makes the hairs on your neck stand up, and and especially when after what our lads did in 2016, a lot of young players in this team, especially in defence, and they need time to settle down. But my God, they came of age against Turkey, and. Uh, they Dennis proud. I have to say that. I totally agree. Jalo, how important is it to um, to shut the crowd up? You just said there about about shutting them up and, and having a good start because what there was thirty five thousand Turkish fans in the ground. Um, the very hostile fans at the best of times. Um, but if Wales didn't start well and they had the upper hand, it's hard to get your foot in the game, isn't it? You know, I mean, you've been there in hostile grounds. What's it? Tell the viewers how important it is to start as as, as well as they did. It, uh, but it's massive, and and, and uh, I was lucky enough. I played against Turkey twice, and um, when we played them away in Ankara, I always remember we got to the stadium two hours before uh, the kickoff, and it was packed. It's probably about fifty thousand uh, Turkish fans in there, very quiet, all quiet. And there was this guy in the middle of the pitch with a drum. He'd run to the one end, bang, 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 and they'd all go yeah. Then he'd run down the other end, he, the four corners. Then he'd do this dance in the middle of the pitch. The noise and the atmosphere. Well, Teddy Yonas ran over and tried to take the drum off him because it was that <laughs> hostile. But I'll tell you something, going out, um, which I'd never seen before, I don't know whether it, it's something that uh, the Turkish players did then, they don't do it now, but there was a little cup of blood and they were all putting their finger in it and touching their foreheads as they were going out. Okay. So it was mm -hmm. like a, a sacrifice or an offering or whatever, but we didn't fall for it because we beat them 1-0 mm -hmm. out there as well. So it was good. So how um sorry, um, we haven't spoken about this, but what, sorry about about the heat. You know what I mean? Like I know the England game on um, on Saturday was very warm, um, but Baku is just at another level. And but it's not the same for everybody. You know what I mean? Italy played two games in cool heat on eight o'clock kickoffs. Wales have played two games. Yes, one later on in the evening, but one in peak heat in Baku. Is it fair that that everyone's not having the same conditions throughout the tournament, or will that even itself out throughout? No, I, I think no, Andy. I, I I think it's wrong that some teams, like you say, that um, some of the sides that are playing their games in 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 their home countries are not dealing with the heat. And 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 in all fairness, Wales the other night, the way they kept running, the way they kept going, 
You know, Adam Ramsey, everyone talks about Adam Ramsey as a great attacking player, took his goal fabulously well. He made so many interceptions and tackles deep in our half. So he's working his socks off up and down, the same as Bale. Um, how, how we cope with that heat was brilliant. Um, but Turkey are used to that heat. I personally think Turkey bottled it. That's what I think. Where they thought we were going to bottle it. I think they couldn't handle the, uh, the pressure of crowds being there again. They, um, Turkey were one of my uh, tips before the tournament for like one of the sort of underdogs who might do well. I just yeah. think that big big players just didn't turn up ultimately. Um, honestly, it's just one of those things, and it? it's I just really think they didn't turn up their, their well, big that, players. Yeah, Andy will tell you. Say, listen, you look at a team sheet. You know, the first time I played for Wales against England, and you, my God, you know, God, like Kenny Sanson, Phil Neal, Glenn Oddle, Ray Wilkins. These are all world-class players, but names on team sheets don't mean anything. When you get out on the pitch, that's when they, you 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 do it. And if they're not up to their game, or they think, "Oh, we got an easy one here today," they can catch a cold. And I think, yeah, Turkey hmm. Turkey could have come across that way, thinking a bit complacent. Hmm. We're we're going to turn these over, and it worked the other way. That Wales were up for it and ready. Hundred percent. We've got a massive game but then tonight. You can look at, uh, the other way, side. Yeah, you can look at the other way. Imagine Turkey's coaches talking to them, their players, and, and looking at the team sheet. You've got you've got Daniel James, Man United. You've got Gareth Bale, Real Madrid, Spurs. You've got um, Aaron Ramsey, Juventus. You've got Keith from Cardiff City. These are big football clubs. You know what I mean? These are big football clubs, big players at big teams. So you know, what I mean? there's nothing to be scared of. You know what I mean? In Cardiff, in, in for, for Wales, sort of, because you you look at they're playing for Galatasaray, they're playing for Leicester Cities. You know what I mean? But you take a, a decent centre half out of Leicester City side and stick him into, into a poor defensive line, who's all over the place. You look at like a fish out. That's right, Andy. No, that's right. You know, it's uh, and and yeah, you're right. The 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 the, the lad that plays for Leicester. Um, you wouldn't have thought he was—he he was a Leicester City centre back with the with the performance he put in against Wales because we Kiefer Moore ran him ragged. He was all over the shop. So um, yeah, I, I, you're right. And Ben Davis, of course, he's at Tottenham and he was in the last Euros as well. So we've got a, a, a nucleus of very of very good players. But then we got young Joe Roden, who, who was tipped to have a massive future, who's at Tottenham now. You know, yeah, so we got. Yeah, and and then, and then you got the young kid from Swansea, the centre back, Ben Cabango, where there's a lot of Premier Division clubs looking at him as well. So yeah, we've got some good players. There's um, there's a lot of young young players over the next couple of years, which if they live up to their potential, I think could do really well. But obviously, you just never know with young players how it's going to sort of you know turn out. Um, but I am interested in we've got a massive game tonight. Uh, Andy Campbell, you must be nervous, excited. And, you know, England have got a pretty young squad themselves, bar one or two. Yeah, oh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited than nervous. Um, I, I trust Gareth, Gareth Southgate 100%. Um, I, I won't doubt him until after the final whistle about team selections. I, I, won't, I won't comment on he's picked the right team, he's picked the wrong team, because whichever team Gareth puts out is the right team for England, in my opinion, because he's a manager. Um, he's made two changes tonight. He's put Luke Shaw in at left-back, which gives us more balance. I don't think it makes us any better. I don't think it makes us any weaker, but he's makes, it gives us more balance. He's put, he's put James in at right-back instead of uh, Kyle Walker. Um, does it make us any better? No. Does it make us any weaker? No. I just think it gives us different options. I think we're. I think um, Scotland. Sorry, you're going to go four five one, which will make them a little bit more defensive. Um, Tierney's back. I think going play centre half next to Robinson. 
um, and um, and and Hanley will play centre half. Uh, and listen, it's a one break. Then Harry Kane turned up on the big stage like Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale did on um, on Wednesday night. Harry Kane's under severe pressure tonight to turn up and put a performance in because he was he was very poor at the weekend. Uh, he didn't touch the ball. He didn't have any shots. He was he was very laboured. And for an England captain and for England centre forward to, to be like that in, on the biggest stage is um, is, is is not a normal thing because the Alan Shearers, the Wayne Rooney's, the Gary Lineker's, we've been inundated. And Harry Kane's never been like that for me for England. He's always led the line really well, and he was he was very quiet. So I'm hoping we get a. British performance out of Harry tonight, a captain's performance out of Harry, and hopefully a goal or two, which will uh, which will set us up for the um, for the for the next stages. And um, Jilo, do you think with Harry Kane, some of that is because he just hasn't played a lot of football this year? He's had you know some really bad injuries, some really niggly injuries, and I just think that maybe with you know it was quite hot on the weekend, even in, in you know in England, maybe it was just him finding his feet again um first and foremost i don't think harry kane is a leader is a captain he's an outstanding player and and he'll probably break break the the world transfer record when when he eventually does go because we all know his, his record of scoring goals is second to none but as andy says it's an old saying it's an old cliche i know i'm an old pro but you're only as good as your last game and mm. that's a lot that will always be for me and harry kane on his last game really didn't turn up so, yeah, he's had injuries. He's a world-class player, though, Si. You know, look, I, 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 you shouldn't compare him, but look, you know, Ronaldo, he does it week in, week out, club level. He does it every game for for, for Portugal. You know, and, and they're the standards that, that Harry Kane should be looking at and, and trying to follow. But Andy mentioned about um, some of the England captains. Another one who I thought led the team England brilliantly was Brian Robson. You know, he was the absolute one of the best captains, other than Bobby Moore, I think England have ever had. So, Harry Kane, you know, just do your job. I don't think um, it's being a captain of the team anymore, Andy. When you played, even when I played, you know, someone would point fingers at people and say, "Hey, knock that off, do this, do that." But they don't seem to do that now. It's just a figurehead, really. Yes, he's England's um, best-known player. He's a world-class player. But like Andy said. He has to perform tonight. Yeah, Andy, where do you think are the most? Where do what do England need to control from a Scotland side? Like, what do they need to look out for just to make sure there isn't any slip ups? Because you know, on paper, England should win comfortably, but as you know, it's a derby game, so you do never know. Scotland are going to be bang up for it. What? Who are the players that they need to watch? Do you think? Um, I think you've got to look at the midfield. For me, I've always said Scotland have got a very good midfield. Uh, obviously, Gilmore's playing. Uh, you've got McTominay and you've got your McGinn. Um, I think, listen, I think it's England's job to keep those quiet. I think it's England's job to keep them as far back as you possibly can. So, for me, the three most important players on the pitch are your Raheem Sterling, is your, your Foden, uh, and your Mason Mount. You know what I mean? If we can keep them as high up the pitch as we possibly can, we can dominate game. We can switch the ball from right to left. Fullbacks bombing on, overlapping. Um, I go back to 96 um, and Alan Shearer's first goal, you know what I mean, against Scotland in the first half, we were, we were, we were, we were probably limited, we were laboured, we were getting frustrated um, and then all of a sudden Gary Neville came on, was overlapping, um, full back, uh, got across him for Alan Shearer at the back post um, and that's what they need to do tonight and I believe that's why they've gone a, a left-footed left-back uh, and gone for a more attacking right-back in, 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 um, in James and for more for the overlapping, more for the the up and down for the legs, for the fitness, because Scotland are going to sit. Scotland are going to try and frustrate. And what England can't afford to do is go gung-ho and leave gaps. You know what I mean? If England are patient and move the ball, 
if England get an early goal tonight, it's game over and it could be very embarrassing for Scotland because of the way they try, they're potentially going to set up. If England get frustrated and Scotland get anything early doors, they can hang on to it for as long as they possibly can because the players have got set up. Listen, we're talking about Premier League footballers. You know what I mean? You've yeah. got your Robertson, your Tierney, Celtic, Arsenal, Liverpool. Um, your three centre-fields I've just talked about. You know what I mean? They've got a very good goalkeeper in Marshall. Yes, he's, um, he, he's probably lacking a bit of confidence after what happened at the weekend. But listen... He'll want to keep a clean sheet tonight. You know what I mean? It's the biggest yeah. game in Scotland's in Scotland's history tonight, and they'll want to they'll want to make history. They'll want to to, to, to reminisce of, of Scotland fans swinging on crossbars and and and, and, <laughs> and, and over. You know, they'll want that night. They'll, they'll want to rewrite history, but the players can do it. You know what I mean? And England have got to be wary of that. England have got to do a professional job. And, and Jarlow just said it there about Harry Kane. You know, what I mean? everyone doing the job, and that's from Harry Kane all the way through to Jordan Pickford. And if everyone in the England boys do their job and work as possibly hard and listen to the manager and do do the job that each, each of them has to do, I think it'll be a comfortable night for England. Or it should be. So, um, a couple of things. First of all, we just had a super chat um, and I'm tempted not to read it because I'm a proud Welshman. But it's a big, <laughs> it's a big super chat, so I kind of have to. I'm not happy about it. Uh Gaz sent in uh, a fifteen pound super chat, and he said, uh, "Si, this is for you to say, come I on, like England, it. bro." Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love well, Gaz, you've already sent the money, so I've already <laughs> got the money. So, mm. Mm. <laughs> come on, England. No, I think, I, um, si, I, think uh, I, th- I, th- I think it's the first probably time in in my in my lifetime that I've never got really excited before a tournament and then expected England to go and win it. I want, you know what I mean? I want to win it because yeah. I want to win every game. But my expectations are, I understand football a little bit better than I did when I was younger. And even when I was a professional, I look at the world-class footballers now and there's, there's too many players within this tournament who can hurt you. And there's too many players tonight who could hurt England if they don't all do their job properly or mm. turn up. You know what I mean? I'm on about the Harry Canes. Because if Harry Kane doesn't score again tonight... And Raheem Sterling doesn't doesn't score, for example. Where are England's goals going to come from? People are people are saying about Scotland's goals. Where are England's goals going to mm. come from if uh, if Harry's not scoring? You know, so it's it's. Uh, um, do you think? Um, do you think it's a massive game for Grant Handley? Um, he was terrible on the weekend. He's just got promoted, and now he's got to mark Harry Kane. He's got to have the sort of game that the likes of Joe Morrill and um, Meepham. And some of the others who took and Connor Roberts, who took a bit of criticism again in the first game, yeah. and they had to have the performance of a lifetime because the manager showed, you know, kept faith with them, and as was proved right. So, yeah. it, you know, Grant Hanley's got to do the same for Scotland this week uh, today yeah. because I thought he was really poor in the first game, and he's, you know, he's marking someone who's much better. I agree. And is he up, is he up for it? Oh, listen, soon find out. Right. Um, so, Jilo, uh, what can Scotland do to beat England, do you think? Well... Oh, you're back. Yeah, I, with, with Scotland, say, um, I, I go back a long way, and I'll tell you what, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I don't know whether you and Andy have seen it, there's a, there's one of these um, documentaries, it's called The Law Man, about Dennis Law, playing for yeah, Scotland. Yeah. Just after yeah. England won the World Cup, and he said, um, yeah. Bobby Charlton, Nobby Styles, they all came back to Old Trafford, you know. All, he said, and he was sat in the change, and he didn't want to, even want to speak to him and say, well done. But Scotland were playing England uh, the next uh, season in Wembley, 
And he said, I knew this was our opportunity. And Scotland went there and they beat the world champions. Now on the same team that beat Germany in the final, 3-1. Dennis Law scored. Uh, I think um, the captain of Scotland uh, then was a, a guy they used to call him, played for Rangers, Slim Jim Baxter. He was a hell of a player. He had a right old belly on him, but a great, skillful player. But Scotland absolutely demoralised. And like Andy said, if England, if they don't do their job tonight, these Scotch boys, I'm telling you now, this is what they'll thrive on. They'll yeah. see a weakness in England and think, hey, the England are set. They're not all that. They're making mistakes. They're not, they're, they're not that good. And all of a sudden, you start getting in amongst them and they get a bit of confidence. That's what England have got to do, is not let Scotland settle. And I agree. If England do score early, it could be a rough night for Scotland. But the longer it goes on nil-nil, they've got a chance. So, if England score early, the pressure's on Scotland and it could get embarrassing. But, Andy, yeah. if Scotland scored early... Could that then have the opposite effect in terms of pressure on England because they are expected to win comfortably? A oh, million percent. Listen, we, we, we're talking about um, a bunch of footballers who are at the top of the game. They're playing elite football. Um, there's huge expectations within the camp. There's huge expectations within the nation. Um, and they're still uh, fully expected um, to win the game. Um, I fully expect them to win it. I fully expect them to to be patient. Um, look, look at the last game. Look at the Saturday game. The game would have been so different if Phil Foden's left foot curl after eight minutes hadn't hit the post and it had gone in. You know what I mean? So yeah, the game yeah. can change in fine fine margins. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's the fine margin tonight. That goes in tonight. Scotland have then got to come out with England. They come out with England, they're going to get picked off. With the pace and the trickery and the guile that England have, it, it, it could get messy. You know what I mean? But the longer, Jarlow said it, the longer that game stays at nil-nil, they're in with a chance because they could get a set piece, they could get a penalty, they could get a free kick, they could right. get something which nicks them a goal. So there's always an opportunity, you know what I mean? And and listen, if England batter them like Spain battered Sweden and you draw nil nil, you take it on the chin a little bit and just move on to the next game because sometimes you can't win every game. But no. I'll be very disappointed because England have got the players who should unlock that door for Scotland. Should do, yeah. Here's a question for you. Um, I'm just trying to get Geraint said it. Uh, Harry Kane could play rubbish every game and England would still pick him. Here's a question then, and as an Englishman, if Harry Kane plays like he did in the first game and he's non existent, barely has a touch, but also when he does get it, he doesn't do too well and has a bad game, would you drop him for the third game? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would personally, you play I that game that because. Try and get him those goals no. in that game, which probably won't matter. No, I think uh, I think the players should be awarded on performance levels alone. And you, Charlo said it earlier on. You know what I mean? And, and that was the way that I was judged. You're only as good as your last game. And if you don't perform, someone else takes your position. And you've got people like Rashford who deserves to play. Um, you've got Calvert yeah. Lewin who's had a fan fantastic season. And run about unearthing these players who deserve a chance. You know what I mean? Wayne Rooney got unearthed in a tournament, a European tournament. These kind of players are itching for the chance and opportunity and Rashford could rip the Euros up and, and, and put England through to, to another level because of his pace and his trickery and the way that he plays. So for me, I want to see the best England team player. I want Gareth Southgate to pick players on merit and I want, I, want to see, I want to see attacking, exciting football and if that's with Harry Kane, fantastic. If it's not with Harry Kane, then so be it. Yeah, I think... Um... Jida, what's interesting, I said before the tournament, England have got the most depth out of any other nation in the tournament. And um, I think the fact that they can afford to not play Marcus Rashford really does show that. Um, 
Like, how far do you see England being capable of going? They're, they're capable of going all the way, Si. They're that good. They're, you know, they, they've got an abundance of players, of talent. Um, and I again, like Andy said, if Harry Kane is not doing it, God, what a replacement to come in. Marcus Rashford, they can completely change the way they play because Rashford can run people from 60 yards. He's a sprinter and go past people. Then you get Foden the other side, Raheem Sterling. You know, Kane, listen, I, I, you know, I'm not too sure whether Gareth Southgate had dropped him because of his record, you know, he was he won the golden boot, didn't he, in the uh, in the last tournament in the World Cup. He he hasn't started yet, but you know damn well that if he does get a goal, he's capable of scoring three goals tonight, Harry Kane, and I hope he does. You know, because I want to see Harry Kane play well. He is a world class player, but England have got so much uh, talent that they can use and bring on. So. When you look at it that way, the more I'm thinking about it now and listening to what Andy's saying with the, the names of the players and you, say, you, you can't see anything else other, really, than an England win tonight. You can't. No. Well, here's, so here's a, a comment from you from Leslie Coates, who's a, an Englishman himself. He says uh, some cracking individual he's not, players he's not, he's not, for Scotland. He's not an Englishman. He says this Scotland could be like uh, Nottingham Forest, 11 good players that have been underestimated by the English team. Do you see the same uh, sort of arrogance and un and underestimating underestimating other teams and that you've seen, you know, in the in the media and, and maybe interviews with players going back over the years? There was always a bit of that. I, as someone from the outside, I don't see that in this in getting to Gareth Southgate at all. I see them more as realizing that they have underachieved and they haven't wanna. achieved anything yet. Listen, Jilo said it. Jilo's hit the nail on the head for everything today uh, with one with one comment from his as good as his last game. Um, Scotland's last game was um, a two 0 defeat at home by Czech Republic. So yeah. if they turn up today and they and they and they put in a different performance, as in they work harder, they have more desire. Why? My question would be why? Why have you got more desire? Because every game's a, a World Cup final at this level now. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you, if you want to qualify and you want to get to the next level, you should be doing the performance efforts against the, um, the Czech Republics, the Englands, the Croatians, the Turkeys, the, the, the Italians, the, the, the Swiss. You know what I mean? You, every game's the same. You know what I mean? You've just got to treat it the same because it doesn't matter who you're playing. It doesn't matter if you're playing France or you're playing Azerbaijan. You've got to put the same level in because you could lose the game on the day and you could get knocked out. It's so important. So for me... I think it's a little bit disrespectful on the other terms that they say that now they could beat England when they've just been beaten by Czech Republic. You know what I mean? People say the other yeah. way around, but also that's disrespectful. You know what I mean? You've got to see it from both points. Yeah. I don't see England and Gareth Southgate coming out with any arrogance, any disrespect no. towards towards Scotland whatsoever. I see, I see him. I see him. His team's well drilled. He's well drilled. He says the right things. He's a very content and um, and confident young manager um, with a, with potential and a, and a big future ahead of him. Um, and and I, and, I, and I thoroughly hope. As an Englishman, as an ex-teammate of his, um, I hope he succeeds at every level. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. I, so, as uh, I want to clarify um, some of the comments which I've made over the last couple of shows with regards to England, what I'm saying, I'm not saying they've got the best team. What I'm saying is they have got the most depth in every position out of all the teams, uh, which has been weakened slightly with uh, Dean Henderson leaving with injury. I think the only other two teams who've got similar amount of depth in terms of quality. Is probably Belgium and France, Italy and Portugal, which Geraint has mentioned there. They both got 
excellent first 11, maybe 12 or 13 players. But after that, I don't think they've got the same level of depth. Like England are leaving, you know, Champions, former Champions League winners on the bench because they can't fit him into the team. Um, they've left players at home who could get into most squads in the tournament. So it's, oh. it is where it is. Whether you rate individual yeah. players is not about that. It's just the, the, the pool of players that they've got to pick from and the pool of players that they've got to pick from at the tournament is very difficult to match for anybody, I think. I think it's hard. Listen, it's hard. you've got to pick 26 players out of, uh, for me, probably 60 players who, who we could potentially get. You know what I mean? We've got probably the the, the, the three or four best right-backs I've ever come across in, in, in yeah. a very long time. You know what I mean? You've got left the, the right, Saka, well. You know what I mean? And the, and the left-backs. And do you know what I mean? Like, we were talking about centre-forwards earlier on and talking about the forward, but we've got the talent and the midfielders and we're talking about Jordan Henderson and we're talking he's not playing we're talking about Jack Grealish not playing it's just listen we've got so much talent and so much opportunity to uh, to progress but it's it's about bringing it together it's about getting it getting the right chemistry and the right team selection and, and the right camaraderie going for each game and getting as, as far as possible because if we can get as far as possible we've got a chance but after watching Wales the other night they've got a chance as well so it's yes it I think look mate when you've got you know Greece won the tournament all those years ago at the end of the day, anyone could beat anyone on yeah. any given day. And like we've talked about, if it wasn't for Ramsey and Ben Davis being out against Portugal, many people thought Wales could turn, turn Portugal over in that semi-final. Yeah. And they struggled without those two players who'd been so influential. It, it's a, there's a bit of luck in there, of course. But on you know these all teams that have qualified are there on merit. And ultimately... Mm-hmm there's no easy games. And that's why when I was discussing with Rodri on Wednesday about whether Wales should try to finish or Italy should try to finish top or second, I I don't think it matters. I think you're going to be playing excellent teams, whoever you play. Um, Right. We didn't get to talk about uh, some of the other games on Wednesday because of technical issues and stuff. Um, So I did want to talk about some of the other games, starting with uh, Italy in Wales's group beat Switzerland comfortably 3-0. Um, I thought Locatelli was phenomenal. I thought um, Immobile and uh, Insigne, again, were very, very good. Um, and I'll tell you who, Andy, I think is going to have a lot of suitors, uh, even more suitors, should I say, after this tournament. And uh, that is Spinozola. Um, obviously, he was superb in the first game. I think, did he have a rest in the second game? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Jilo, what did you think of the Italy game, mate? I thought they were fantastic, Si. Um, and in all fairness to the manager, he's, he's gone out and he's really changed the, um, the way Italy pick their teams. Normally, they go for their top players, their most experienced players. He's gone out. I've listened to one guy on the TV, Italian guy. He said, um, our manager, as we, Italy have got a team again now. Not, not an individual uh, side. They've got a solid team. And I was very listen. They played two games, sign. They've scored six goals, conceded none. Mm. Italy, Italy are back, and they need a big performance because they they didn't do anything in the last World Cup. They didn't qualify. But if Italy are in their quarters, semis, you won't really want to play them because they're a tough nut to crack. But very, very impressed with their with their players. And I have to say, a lot of them I don't I don't really know. You know, from some of the teams they're playing for. You know, they're not they're not all from Juve or Inter Milan or AC no. Milan. They he's gone all all around the uh, Serie A. 
So well done to the manager, and and he he's gotten really on their toes. So yeah, and, and they'll want to beat Wales because they'll want to go through with nine points, be on be, be on top of their game and ready for the next one. But I was very impressed with it to be very. Andy, do you um like Spinozola, mate? He's going to go for big bucks after this tournament, and he because oh. he's uh, been a revelation. But also, I wanted oh. to say, um, and Kate just mentioned it in the chat. Um, obviously, Cellini went off with an injury after 24 minutes. What Italy don't want is to lose him for any length of the time, and hopefully, it was a precaution from their point of view because uh, Cellini and Bonucci at the back are so important to the stability for the rest of the players to do their thing, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, listen. Um, I think it's so important to have a kind of partnerships. You know what I mean? I look all over the pitch. Um, the partnerships in, in centre half is is amazing. It's been there for years, and it's spanning the team. You look at uh, Locatelli and Giorgini on the middle. They look like they play together at club level and national team. The the, the fantastic uh, the two centre forward, well, the three centre forwards, but the two who who are standing out the minute Immobile and Insignia. That's just absolutely brilliant. You know, I mean, Spinners all you talked about there. You know, for me, he's been man of the match both games. He's, you know, I mean, yes, Locatelli was always going to get it for his two goals, but for me, he's been the best player by a country mile. The way that he takes people on. I watched him in the Europa League in both games against United. Um, in one of the games, he got brought off after 20, 25 minutes because when they were getting walloped. Um, in the other game, he was non-existent. You know what I mean? So, Jalo just said there about Mancini. Uh, Mancini looks like he's, he's he's loving life. He looks like he's 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 really enjoying managing a group of players who he believes in. Yeah. He looks confident. He's not got that. He's not got that arrogance when he was at Man City when he just knew no. he felt under pressure that he was going to win. He just Do you think he like looks in, five he years younger than he did five he years does. ago yeah, at Man City? But it's, but it's pressure. It's pressure. It's he hasn't got that pressure. He's he's picked a group of players who he believes in. He's not got the pressure from probably above. You know, I mean, yes, he's got the whole nation behind him, but I mean, they're, they're behind him. And Jalo said there, mm. Italy are back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're, yeah. and they're, and, but they're back. They're back because because of, of the manager and the manager picking the right players. I think they've, they're one game away, one victory away from, from breaking the record of 19 consecutive victories. Um, so, wow. you know what I mean? They'll want to win I that think game the because depth, of it. I think they'll make. Like, I look sure at their bench. There's a lot yeah, of good players, sure but I think you do need... Yeah. You need you need some, don't you? Because there will be injuries. Well, Someone will get suspended well, for you a couple do. of yellows. You, or... you, do, you do in terms of if that happens, but some teams always get lucky. And if Italy get of lucky course, and they yeah. can keep that team, if they can keep that yeah. team, yeah. They'll, be, they'll be dangerous. And I believe that can be very, it could be very dangerous. If they get the right draw in the right places, no one will want to go to Italy and play Italy in, in their backyard no. because it's, no. the atmosphere was very good. You know what I mean? They just, they just don't give anything away. Yeah, but the goalkeeper for me is... If he's not the best, best in the world now, he's going to be the best in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's, he's it, twenty-three. They've got, they've got everything going for them for me, and it's it's quite scary. If Italy now, uh, I mean, for me, in the next eight years, Italy will win a World Cup or a Euros in the next eight years, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gino, what did you think of Switzerland? They'll be very disappointed to follow up a good performance against Wales, and then you know, I thought they were quite tepid. They didn't do what they did well against Wales. They didn't do against Italy with the high press, keeping the ball well. well. I thought they gave it away quite easily. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff they did so well against Wales, they didn't do against Italy. Or were Italy just better than Wales? It's the quality of the team, so Yeah, Italy were obviously, they were better than Wales. And listen, I'm a Welshman, but I put my hand up and say Switzerland probably edged it on, on, the, on the night. And they'll be disappointed they didn't beat us. I'm delighted they didn't, and we got a point. But Italy, a different different animal. They they, they make you make mistakes, Si. 
You see, they give yeah. the ball away. They, the, the Italy players will close you down. They'll show you angles where they want you to play, and then people come in and nick it. So that that's what they're good at. I, I think, you know, Mancini, as Andy said, I, I, I really, really like him. I, I, I think that uh, he's just got that quality about him. The Italian people love him. He's not bothered about Italian press. He's picked a proper Italian team of lads who roll their sleeves up for Italy and they got a big heart and, and they will do well in this competition. Yeah. Indeed. I, listen, we, we, spoke, we spoke about uh, about Italy before in the first game about how hard they worked. Their work rate, their desire to, to keep a clean sheet, their desire to close the ball down. I'm on about 95th, 94th minute. It's scary how how much desire they've got to win the football match and, yeah. and keep it going and, and keep a clean sheet. You know what I mean? People talk about the Germans being good defensively. The Italians are going to, it's going to take a lot to break them down. Yeah, 100%. So next game, uh, Belgium, Denmark. Denmark scored an early goal, but uh, Belgium brought on the big boys second half. Um, I really feel for Denmark because yeah. as we've discussed at length, that Finland game should have been played at least the next day then you just don't know if they would have still lost it because I think they're a better team and they showed against Belgium they're a better team than Finland. But ultimately, Denmark are probably going to go out now because they lost the first game, they lost the second game, they can only get three points. They may sneak through if they could win their last game you know, quite heavily. Uh, they might sneak through as a third-place team, but I think it's going to be very, very difficult. I thought first half, Denmark were excellent. Yeah, like I say, second half, Belgium, uh, De Bruyne particularly changed the game. But Witzel is so important to how Belgium want to play that if they can get him anywhere near 100% fit, I think he's really going to be the catalyst for freeing up those players. But uh, Andy, I know you were impressed with Belgium, but talk to me a little bit about um, Denmark's first half as well. Oh, listen, I thought they were. I thought they were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I thought they would have gone to have a slow start. I thought there was going to be a little bit of a hangover. I thought there was going to be, especially with the first 10 minutes, with the planning of the 10-minute clap, I thought that was going to be a, a distraction. Um, I thought it was just going to be a little bit of a, a breeze to up to the 10 minutes and enjoy and start the game. It was far from that. I thought absolutely final. They obviously got the early goal. They should have got two or three more. Um, quite fitting, by the way, the, te- the, the clap of 10 minutes. I thought it was phenomenal, fantastic by both sides, by the supporters, yeah, referee, everybody it. involved. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. And just so fitting for a um, for a phenomenal person, a footballer. Um, but they carried it out. They had the enthusiasm. They had, they had the effort. Yeah, which is, which is great. You know, but it, it'll be an ill watch that game yesterday with so much frustration as well because he would have made that difference, I believe. You know what I mean? With, the, with his quality in that final third. That's what they lacked. They lacked that that final thrust in the box or the final ball to oh. the into the centre-forward area. But listen, when, when Belgium can change things at half-time and bring on uh, such a player like uh, Kevin De Bruyne, it just it changed the game straight away. He had an assist straight away. His goal was fantastic. He just gets on the ball. He makes football look so easy. It just it, it makes you feel sick, really, because he just makes football just look really easy. And it's not, you know what I mean? We've people, everyone who's played the game knows that it's a it can be a slog, but he just makes it look like a doddle and a walk in the park. Hundred percent, Gino. Belgium, one of those teams I mentioned, who've got phenomenal depth. When you can bring on uh, Eden Hazard and Witzel and De Bruyne, that is some list of players. Um, I know De Bruyne was outstanding. But I thought uh, Eden Hazard just looked a little bit sharper and a little bit more like himself, nearly. Not quite there yet, but I thought he looked better. He did. I I thought he looked quite fit, Si. You know, so um, that's a big plus for Belgium because we all know what he's capable uh, capable of. But like Andy said, you know, when you've got 
Belgium's problem is is not uh, keeping De Bruyne fit, not letting you know getting injured, and I'm sure the opposition sides will. Somebody, it, it may be worth a red card to 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 see him off and get him off because uh, he's phenomenal. He, he's like a basketball player. He controls everything. And that first goal, the the, the setup, so many play, nine out of ten players would have shot for goal there. Not him. He just rolled it across to the guy empty. And then the second one on an angle, left foot. He probably had two yards to beat Casper uh, Schmeichel. He's gone past him with blistering pace. The guy is he's an absolute genius. He is an absolute genius. And I like, like Andy said, you just love watching people like that. You really, really do. And if he's on his game, they keep him fit, he doesn't get injured, then Belgium you can, can go as far as they want. Hazard, Hazard will have to play the next game, though. Hazard will have to go and play the next game. Yes. They've, got, they've, got six, they've got six points now. It's, it's a free game. Yeah. And, and Witzel, I believe, needs the same. Try things out and... I think that's what makes, yeah. That, that, but this is what makes Belgium dangerous now because now they yeah. they can plan this, they can they can they can look ahead and they can yeah. they can really shape things how they want it because De Bruyne needs more minutes, Hazard needs minutes, Witzel needs minutes. Courtois can be rested. They can rest a few few players who had knocks with the yellow cards, so they're, they're in a really good position now. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So next we had uh, Ukraine two, North Macedonia one. I was gutted for North Macedonia because. I just wanted them to win one game and it doesn't look like they're going to, but I'm delighted for their fans that um, they've managed to bag a, bag themselves a couple of goals while they've been in the tournament. And the GOAT, Alioski, still going is uh, is great to see. But um, what do we think of Ukraine? Ukraine uh, and Russia in the pre- previous Euros had a very, you know, aging squads, which didn't do too well. Like Andy, what what were you what were your thoughts on Ukraine so far in the tournament and this game specifically? Um, well, obviously they played against Holland the first game. I think uh, defensively they're they're very suspect going forward. You know, I mean, you see the Armelenko, he's got two goals in two games, um, cuts in from the left. He's 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 a threat. He plays well for West Ham. He's he's a Premier League footballer. So you know, I mean, he, he can't be taken for granted. You know, I mean, they've got some very good footballers. The league. There is still a decent standard. They, they do well in Europe, and listen, they've, they've, they've got an opportunity uh, because if they can get through, they're one of those sides that you wouldn't want to play. You know what I mean? Because of the the, the, the chance they've got to, to hurt you going the other way. Um, yeah. Four goals in two games, players, and man. they've already lost a game. Oh. You know what I mean? And they've and they've got a decent group as well, to be honest. You know what I mean? To to in order to go and try and progress. So they've got one more game to go. But listen, when you've got a manager like Shevchenko, it's um, it's you've got the right person <laughs> in charge. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I always expect him to score goals because he was one of the world's best. So when you've got the one of the yeah. world's best um, centre forwards as, as your manager, I, I expect the centre forwards to be scoring goals, creating chances, the, 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 the training, what they must do, and you know what I mean. The conversations they must have must be phenomenal because of because of how 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 much of a legend that man is. Yeah, and um, very quickly, Jaila, what have you thought of North Macedonia and how they've uh, gone about their business? First of all, where is it, Sai? No idea. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I will find out now. It's in Europe. Uh, I know yeah. that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just next. Yeah. <laughs> next to Macedonia, I think. Just next to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, North Macedonia. So, um, is North Macedonia is. Is it uh, not Yugoslavia way that way? Uh, it's officially the Republic of North Macedonia is the country in the most southeast Europe. It gained independence in 1991. As one of the successor states of Yugoslavia, spot on, Jido, as usual. 
you know your stuff, <laughs> Well, I actually, again, played against Yugoslavia when it was Yugoslavia. So I'm just trying to think. I had, I, I thought they were, I'd, like Andy said, listen, these emerging countries like that, they're, they're not going to go through. But to just get to the Euros has been a massive, massive achievement for them. And then to even get a goal the other night in the game, you know, they're not getting battered by teams. So great credit to them. It'll only do their players yeah. uh, the world of good. Their fans, when it, when fans come back into it again and they're playing qualifying matches, it could be a tough place to go, North Macedonia. Yeah. Um, so yeah. good luck to them and, and I wish them well. 100%. And right, yeah, Andy, totally Andy, they've, they've, scored, they've scored two goals as well. They've scored two yeah, goals. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've got Pandeva front who plays for Lazio, I believe. They beat Germany not so long ago, by the way, in a qualifier. So they're not mugs, by the way. You know what I mean? So I think no. yeah, they, they might oh, be. They, they, might, they might win the final game. Who knows? 100%. And um, right, Netherlands, before we go into the pie watch from last night, I want to talk about the Croatia Czech Republic game for just earlier on. Um, what did you think of that, Andy Campbell? Um, I think it's a poor result for both both nations. I think it puts both of them under under severe pressure going into the last game. I think um, I think now it gives Scotland a little bit of an opportunity to know what they're going to do. A draw was no good for either. They had to go and win that game for me because obviously Czech Republic have got to play England, um, Croatia, and obviously going to play Scotland. So it makes a it makes a bit of a it makes it interesting. But I think for those two nations, it it it, it takes it, it, the pressure now is no one that are going to go. On. Get it? Um, I thought uh, we're, we're better. Um, got the penalty in the rubber half time. Just um, got the equaliser. Uh, it was a very good play, by the way. I thought Modric was he dips in and out, but he's, he's like I said earlier on. For me, Croatia have got an aging side now. You know what I mean? They're, yeah, they were aging yeah. in the last tournament when they beat England, but but aging just at the right level. Now they they've gone a little bit further now, and, and they just they just lack legs. They lack freshness. They lack legs, and and that's what they look like today. They look tired again, like they did against England, in my opinion. And um, and I think they're going to struggle to qualify. Hundred um, percent. Right then, let's finish this off, Gilo. Um, last night we saw the Netherlands. Uh, Holland beat Austria two 0 um, How did you think, or what did you think of Holland's performance? I've really enjoyed it, Sai. Um, again, Holland are really, really good and dangerous from getting the ball at the back and going forward quickly. They pass pass through the midfield. They get it out wide to their two wide men with blistering pace. And there's runners bombing into the box. I thought they were excellent, Holland. Very, very good. Um, obviously, we know that you know they they've got a couple of players there. They're missing, obviously, the centre back from Liverpool. You know, would be a, um, a huge player for them. But they've got some real, which they've always had. The Dutch, they've always had that flair. They, but they've got pace in their team. And Andy will tell you one thing that frightens the opposition is pace, genuine pace. And again, playing in. It's not the whole, uh, Amsterdam Arena, it's Amsterdam, the, yeah. is it, or is it the Johan Cruyff Arena? Johan yeah, Cruyff Johan Arena. Cruyff Arena. Yeah, you know, they, with, with all them passionate fans there. Listen, Holland, again, nobody will want to go there and play them. They, they are a good side, a good team. 100%. Um, Memphis Depay, mate. Uh, Andy, what do you think of him, mate? I know we talked on Instagram Live um, about his performance in the first half. I thought he maybe wasn't as good in the second half. But what I did see from him, which I've never seen him before, is he worked really hard. Yeah. He was chucking back. He was intercepting balls. And we've seen that now from Griezmann. We've seen it from Depay. We've seen it from um, Aaron Ramsey. We've seen it from Bale. We've seen it from um, 
the other I can't remember his name, but um, uh, Ronaldo as well. Like yeah. these big players, they want to be there for their countries. They want to make a difference, whether it's attacking or defensively. And I find it refreshing because footballers take a lot of stick. So for the big boys to be putting in that work defensively as well as offensively, I think is great to see. Um, Gilo, what do you think in terms of predictions, Scotland versus England, mate? To be honest, I, I, I can't see anything else other than an England win. Um, I'd be very surprised if it was a scruffy 1-0. Um, I think if, if England get two, two goals quickly, then it could be they can get what as many as they want. I hope they don't, because I don't want to see Scotland be humiliated. But um, it, Scotland are up against it. But good luck to them. You know, you've always got a chance. It's one team against the other team. Roll your sleeves up. Do the best you can. Listen, at the end of the day, Si, if they get beat three or four nil, but they really did their best and tried their best, then you can't ask for any more. The manager can't ask for any more. Yeah. Um, and just before we get Andy's... Um predictions and previews do you think there's any way gilo that scotland can qualify from the group well after this um, result today um they, they may they may you know if they if they can win their last game they they may get one of them lucky spots of being um one of the third you know the best third places it's going to be tough it will be very very tough you know obviously any kind of result today a draw well a win would be amazing but a, a, a point would give them a great chance then, because I agree with Andy. I think Croatia are the ones that will definitely will not qualify. Definitely 100%. not. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, Andy, finish us off, mate. Give us a prediction. And also, can Scotland qualify from that group? Go. Um, I'm going to go 3-0 England. If that 3-0 England means... I'll say no, because that's that's a minus five goal difference as well. So, I can't... Um, I can't see them scoring enough goals in order to get them a positive goal difference to get the three points. I think there'll be better better teams on three points than them to qualify. I, I just think it's going to be a, a big ask. But they need a point, at least a point today in order to give themselves a chance. They can't afford to lose today, which then I might have probably just um, uh, looked at Steve Clark's uh, tactics and the way he's going to play, but they need a point. Yeah, well, if they get a point today, I think they go through from the group because I think... Yeah, on their day, definitely. when they need to win, and or they're out, they're the sort of team like Wales who can just pull something out with passion yeah. and determination. So I think if Scotland get a point from today, they'll go through. Um, but I think the score will actually, I think the score will be three-one to England. I do see Scotland scoring three-nil. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. What Gilo said earlier: Harry Kane hat trick. It's <laughs> a big shout. Um, guys and girls, thank you very much for joining us. We're off to watch the football and have a I'm gonna have a have a beer, a rare beer. Um congratulations to all the 16-year-olds, by the way, including my son, who had their GCSE results, pre-provisional results today. Um, well done, all. Um yeah. Sunday live, eight o'clock, live Danny Batten Fight Show with special guest. Join us for that. Myself and Andy will be back next Monday for an all-new Euro show. Uh, remember, we're Monday, Wednesday, Friday live. Please do spread the words. Tell uh, you know, tell everyone. Um, we know that people are watching, but we want more. We want more people to watch, more people to download. Greedy. And, uh, yes, indeed, mate, indeed. I've had some phenomenally nice comments again this evening. And oh, I've got to address this, Andy. Loads and loads of people have said, can we please do an Insta or a Facebook Live at halftime? 
tonight. I'll leave um, that I one. I will try. I've just, I've, I'll try. I've got my little one. So it's just if she's in bed. Sad, yes, if she's not in bed more. So yeah, I'll, I will try. If she's in bed, yes. I'm going to have to try and okay. um, keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on the social medias. Keep an eye on the social medias and we'll let you know sort of towards the end of the half. But uh, Gilo, thank you ever so much for joining us, mate. Thank you, Sai. Been a pleasure. Really enjoyed it, lads. Great. Good stuff. Andy, as always, well done. See you soon. See you Monday. See you Sunday, hopefully, guys. Check out Danny Batten's show because uh, it was really good last week and we got another top guest. Cheers, guys. Bye. Network.